Coming up, we've got police that don't know how to use AI, the broadening of the EU AI Act, OpenAI's open source offering, and a look at Sam Altman testifying before Congress. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody, this is Accelerate Daily for Tuesday, May 16th. Welcome back for your update on the last uh, 24 hours in AI acceleration. No, it's been spicy. It's it's always been spicy. It's always pretty zesty. Today's image, this one I want to introduce. We didn't do this yesterday, but today this, this one's fun. The prompt for this one was uh, human knolling. Which for people who know Noling, it's that when you know you see a top-down picture of like your desk nicely organized. The hilarious thing with this picture is I cannot identify a single actual thing in it. It's it's this perfectly nulled image. If you looked at it yeah. quickly, you'd be like, that's a workbench with tools. Yeah, those look like tools-ish. Yeah, there's like tool looking things. I don't know what any of those things are. Okay. Yeah, let's go. First up, we got police using AI from Fox News. AI tools being used by police who, quote, do not understand how these technologies work, colon, study. Uh, also, I want to call out the lead image on here, the rise of AI. Like, that's some serious Terminator business, the image that Fox yeah. News is leading with here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... A vibe gradient situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not surprising the slightest by the, 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 the cheek they've got there. Look, I think, I think for a field that's had to, to grapple for the past 10 years, 15 years academically, five years professionally, and now one year in the discourse about algorithmic bias, especially around asymmetric force like the police. The conversation about the police using data or the police using AI is as old as automated sentencing systems or systems that would determine who makes bail and who doesn't based on statistical approaches on data sets that did not reflect probabilistically equal or fair outcomes between people of color or uh, white people. And this isn't a new, this isn't a new problem in the slightest. It's, I think this is, it's just being dragged into the discourse window now. Like now that, now that Fox News is like, all right, let's talk about this AI thing. It's all right, what else can we talk about here? Right. Back to the image. This is clearly a stock image that they've been using for a series on the rise of AI. Right. But also as it gets to be more popular, I think it gets closer and closer to street level. Right. Yeah. And so police have been using this stuff, but we are closer and closer to a patrolman or woman sitting in a car talking to a computer and that computer saying like some minority report stuff. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, the probability of guilt is blah, blah, blah. And if they don't understand that that probability has certain a certain chance of being wrong based on the bias inherent in the data that it was trained on, then it's 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 a problem. Yep. I, I, I think this is not a, well, we found a new way in which systematized descriptions of reality passed through statistical models may create bad or dis, uh, inequitably distributed outcomes for people. No, that's old. I think this is, it's finally being dragged, kicking and screaming into the Fox News Overton window. Okay, next up, EU AI Act broadening. EU AI Act to target U.S. open source software. So yesterday we talked about the fines and stuff. And the reason this gets two days is this, this, this amendment that was just dropped is 144 pages. So it's taking a little while for everybody to parse through it. The thing I wanted to call out today that everyone noticed is 
this basically says no API access as well, which again says to me that they don't understand how this stuff works. Sorry, so so what do they what do they think they're trying to do here? Let me have the question. Again, from what I could tell, it's not even that it says you have to get the license to do the API access. It just says no external access. So is the idea that you have to go to the local public library and sit at a terminal like like a microfiche or something to access an AI model? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have polite words. Hot legislative mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have polite words. All right, let's keep going. But I wanted to call that one out as just another example of the mess that's in there. We'll keep watching this stuff. Next up, this one says open dot 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 AI. From the information, open source AI is gaining on Google and ChatGPT. That headline doesn't really get to the gist of the actual piece, which is about OpenAI's response to this fact, um, which is that, they, that this, this piece is reporting that OpenAI is working on an open source version of a slightly lesser version of GPT-4 that they intend to make available to the open source community. I'm thinking through what that means because when we think about the innovate, scale, democratize, optimize loop that defines progress in AI right now, private labs like OpenAI or Facebook or Google are very good at the innovate scale swing of this cycle. And the democratize, optimize gets largely left up to the open source community. But when we saw, for example, with uh, Facebook releasing Llama, uh, releasing or, or exfiltrating however conspiratorially we want to go, it was stepping into the democratize, optimize side of the thing. And we've seen that what it meant for the community now to have access to really high quality models, relatively pre-trained, capable of fine-tunings against, for there to be an open source model in the democratize, optimize part of the loop made by OpenAI itself, I don't think anyone in that world would use Llama anymore, would use Alpaca. You'd just go straight to, to using a really cleanly trained, optimized open source model. I gotta think through what the what the the game theoretic incentives for them to do that, other than just drive there being more AI, which would drive AI adoption. That is a, a wildly cool hypothesis. It's a wildly cool proposition to them to, to, to release one. In a sense, it doesn't strike me as too much different than what you see with a lot of uh, software development, which is sort of yeah. teams will work privately for a while. They'll get to the point where they realize they can't have the hold on it that they want. And then they'll open source it. And then some innovation happens and then they roll back on. Yeah, but we invented this stuff. Like if you look at Google with AI, right? A lot of this stuff is built on TensorFlow and, and things that Google was, that's why the early narrative was Google was ahead on this and then they lost it. Well, they were ahead to a point and then they went, we've stalled. We're going to open source all this stuff. They gave it away to everybody and then stopped focusing on it. What's interesting is that there's this leading awareness of that. So it feels like OpenAI is saying, okay, we're going to have this thing over here that you have to pay for, and that's our, our moat. But then also, if we don't feed the open source piece down here, then eventually it's going to come for us, which gets you to the headline that they're actually talking about here, which is, like you're saying, I think this is a play to make sure that people are still building on their platform. Because they see that open source is eventually going to scale to to catch up. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna resoundingly chalk this up to the uh, no one in new media knows how to write about AI because the headline for this should have been open AI to release 
open AI. Oh, that's and why that I said been, open AI. Yeah, that, that would have been a 10,000% more interesting article to read than this. To be fair, it's probably dynamic. I bet the headline has already changed. And moving on to more OpenAI news from CNBC. OpenAI changed its plan and won't train on customer data, Sam Altman says. This one, the headline does kind of say it. They've sort of reversed on some of the things that are in their license that everybody signs on the way into ChatGPT, which is to back down on the idea that they need the data regarding how you're using the app and the uh, prompts you're using to train the model. This isn't because they don't need it. It's because the, the outcry and the pushback was great enough. Yeah, everybody screamed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, was on the phone with someone in the uh, digital therapeutic space the other day. There's a world of difference between not transmitting sensitive information and the other party not training a neural network model on it. There's still two fundamentally different types of conversations. The reason I wanted to flag this is largely because... There, there is an aspect of this with OpenAI that I think is probably downstream from Altman's take on this, which I think comes from his Y Combinator education, which is how quickly they're responding to what's happening in this boom cycle. Yeah. To turn around and say, okay, we're going to need to have an open version of this, and so here's how we're going to do it, this quickly from the explosion of interest in this stuff, or to turn around and say, that's fair. We can do it without the data if the data bothers you. Usually don't see motion that swift out of a, like a behemoth this size. You know, usually somebody's got to get hauled before Congress, like Facebook, before they finally go, okay, we'll stop doing the thing you don't like. Is that your natural segue for us talking about Sam Altman right now in the Senate? Uh, oh, that is today, isn't it? It's, it's right now. Right now. It's the most important thing today. And we probably not talk about <laughs> the last five. We can talk about that. Fair enough. Right now, uh, Christina Montgomery, the chief privacy officer of IBM, Professor Gary Marcus, AI researcher and writer, and Sam Altman uh, testifying in front of the Senate right now as we're speaking. And I've been watching some of the live feed for comments coming in from uh, on Twitter, the at AI safety tour. So thanks to the team over there for live tweeting this. Also available on a stream that I'm sure we can circulate in, in show notes and put up on Twitter. So far, relatively cogent. But the conversations have largely hewn to, this is dangerous, we need more federal oversight, there needs to be a cabinet-level committee on this, we need to put more money into this, this is going to destroy the labor economy. Um, so shying away from the existential risk parts of the conversation, which is everyone's big wild card of, we're going to talk about there's a non-zero chance that Sam Altman wins the world. Um, it looks like the answer is no, to get to cover that one. But other, otherwise, the, the, feed, the feedback so far from real time is that it's a productive conversation. So I think we should, we should do some in-depth on that tomorrow. Absolutely. Do you think the failure to touch on that topic, the matter of they haven't gotten to it yet, or they don't have the expertise to talk about it, or it's just so uncomfortable that people avoid it? Time will tell if it's the first one. Uh, we may be able to speculate about the second and the third. Because if by the time they wrap up, they just don't talk about it, then it could be that it was the second or the third. Um, if it gets brought up, it gets brought up. If it's the second, it's because it's hard to think about. And if it's the third, it's because it's hard to think about in a different way. Like calculus is hard to think about. The death of your parents is hard to think about, but in a different way. 
And the interesting question is, which version of this is it? And it could actually be both. That it's hard to think about the imminence of a big Promethean force in the world, that the, the, the presence of Leviathan is hard to think about without losing your mind. Um, it also requires an insane amount of domain expertise that's at this point close enough to modern wizardry than anything. But I have a very magic person with the arcane knowledge of how to speak to animate dirt. And they warn you, this thing I'm only I know how to do is actually quite dangerous. It could kill all of us. There's a lot of, of background knowledge and leaps of faith one has to go through to wrap one's head and heart around that problem. And it just might be outside of the, of the Senate hearings over to the window. Fair enough. Either way, we'll have more on how the hearings have proceeded tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another Accelerate Daily. We will see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.